Hey, so welcome to another episode. Uh, in, in truth, this is the third episode we've recorded on the trot. They're only short ones. Hopefully, it's something that you can listen to, um, you know, easily without having to sort of set aside an hour for the longer episodes. But um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about new business, uh, which is perhaps one of the, I guess, larger, chunkier sales triggers in terms of everything that could possibly sort of fall under that sort of new new business creation but um yeah do you want to just kick things off um with a sort of top level overview um, before we go into some good examples yeah i suppose there's, there's there's a lot of different layers actually in terms of you know what this could actually spell what it could actually be um you know you've got new business as a general new business that's um, perhaps being set up but also you've got the other arm of you know, potential new business that might be a subsidiary of already a, a larger, you know, organization or, or um, corporation within that. So there's a lot of different factors that can kind of feed down and, and lead into this really. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it at face value, huge opportunity for sales professionals in terms of, you know, the opportunities that, um, that can, you know, be of basically lay ready to be snapped up. <laughs> I was going to say, so if you've listened to the last episode just before this one, you'll know that um, Nick's got a 10-week-old puppy in the background. So if you do hear some scuffling around, uh, it's not someone cleaning in the background. It's a dog making mess in the background. But um, so just in terms of that, that new business then, like I guess there's a lot of pressures associated with that new business where they're thinking, right, these first this first year, these first couple of years are very, very important for us to get this business off the ground. So there's perhaps more of, do you think there's more open-mindedness in terms of investing in ensuring that growth in that initial period? Yeah, ultimately, again, you know, you, you can look at this from two sides because, you know, if it's a new business and a, a startup organization and everything like that, ultimately, you know, it's a risk. It's, it's based on somebody you know, thinking they've got a good idea, thinking they've got a product that will fit well in the market, perhaps it solves an issue or or a pain that, you know, even that individual's experienced in the past. Um, so that's the one option. But I say in terms of that, it's probably likely to be done um, at less, more kind of risk adverse to a degree. Although there's a risk being taken with a business starting up, they're, they're probably unlikely to... Um, have heavy spending in terms of new tools and again probably heavily uh, doubling down on staff whereas kind of to the contrast of that if you've got a really large organization that are setting up a subsidiary of that business um, then these guys have already got a lot of money that's backing them um, already in the background so this is something where they are likely to probably have that heavier spend first um, and fronting up the um the opportunity or the um or what they're looking to explore because say so they've got that capital they potentially know what works they've got a good understanding in terms of where their product might fit and so on i think probably the greatest example of that in the likes of google i know there's a, obviously a lot in the news about them actually today um but you know around all the different products that they tried launching over time and subsidiaries of that you know and actually ones that were canned you know perhaps two three years later you know, where they have that, that bigger capital behind them, they have the ability to take bigger risks, um, set up new divisions, try and launch in new mar markets with new products. Ultimately, they're not going to, to work for them. But whereas I say they've got the capital, they can, um, they've got the ability to go, you know, much heavier in terms of their spend and, and, uh, 
and what they're trying to achieve in terms of their goals purely from the backing that they've they've already secured. And, and these new businesses obviously going to potentially going to have a, a limited head headcount, but huge growth plans. So they're going to be thinking about efficiencies, productivity, you know, the lowest amount of time and resource with the maximum benefit. So there's good opportunities there for tools that, uh, you know, are offer them uh, more data or more intelligence tools that help them not cut corners, but, you know, increase speed and increase revenue with less of a overhead. Exactly that. And, you know, it doesn't matter what business anybody's launching or, or bringing to the market everybody's going to have those ambitious growth plans and you know whether it's a brand new scale up and you want to uh start up sorry and you want to scale it and sell it within two to three years fantastic you know everybody's going to have those those ultimate goals in mind but you know typically speaking it's, it's very rare that that actually happens and it takes a lot longer to get to um to those numbers and figures that they're looking for so this really here is you know where you can start to you know I suppose they'll start to invest, but then perhaps scale back, invest again, scale back in that instance. Um, so there's a lot of different factors that you'll need to almost track along the way and understand, you know, at what part of the journey is that business at? Um, have they found that market fit? Have they found the markets that they want to sell into? Ultimately, when that is done and they can start ticking those boxes, that's when the big spend will start to come through. And in terms of tracking new businesses, I guess this is slightly more difficult in terms of, right, I've got my target account list of existing, you know, legacy clients that I want to sell into because I know there's big opportunity there. You don't necessarily know the names of these new businesses. So how would you look to monitor, track, keep an eye on this sort of thing? Yeah, good. This is uh, probably one of the hardest things to do realistically. If you're going to sit there, even if you wanted to cover the, you know, fintech market, for example, and typically a lot of them will be within those emerging markets. The ability to track that, you know, each and every single new business that's being launched and, you know, has been incorporated, you are likely to be there forever and a day. Um, it's very, very hard to do. So, you know, there's different ways in which you can do it. One, I would definitely say, you know, invest in a tool um, that can really help you find that and will ultimately do the research and the admin for you ultimately, because there's just no way of keeping on top of it. Whereas I say on the contrary, where you're looking perhaps at more of those subsidiary businesses, um, again, they can sometimes be quite hard to track because people aren't going to go full noise um, with subsidiaries that, you know, a large organization has, uh, has, uh, has announced or launched, but Typically, there probably will be some things that you can track. So maybe like some additional socials that are linked up, um, you know, perhaps on LinkedIn where you can start to see the company structure and things like that. There will be signals and things that you can, but it does mean that you you will need to keep an eye on and constant research on these organizations. Yeah, it just it sort of reminds me of a good example. The company I worked at previously, um, D.S. Smith, uh, one of the largest or the UK's largest um, manufacturer of um, paper and cardboard for packaging like ASOS, Mars, Amazon. They make a lot of the boxes for Amazon, but they actually wanted to set up a subsidiary where they shredded cardboard offcuts for horse bedding or animal bedding, which sounds ridiculous. But if you imagine the... Um, wood chippings or uh, whatever that you would or sawdust whatever you want to call it um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now but that sort of stuff that horses would sleep on you know 
that you clear out every single day. They actually, all the offcuts of cardboard rather than put them back into the pulper, they would just shred them up and turn them into 20 kilo bags of horse bedding. And they set up a whole new brands. There were people dedicated to that brand working off existing Deer Smith sites, but there was a separate budget and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they only really announced it maybe a couple of press releases that obviously you wouldn't have known if you didn't know the name of that company, but also maybe one or two social posts. So it just goes to show that that business or that company invested a hell of a lot of money in that, but there wasn't really much of a way of knowing unless one, you were buying horse bedding or two, you were keeping an eye on, you know, DS Smith activities like a hawk. Yeah, exactly. And this is really where you've got to start to look and think outside the box. And this is a, very careful, watchful eye, and um, that you'll start to keep an eye on these. But I say, probably your your easiest way of tracking this is is really starting to look at the market, at tools that can uh, can help you know complete that admin research for you. It's the same with you know it's the same as if you were launching a you know a new geography and things that we've previously discussed as well. In terms of you being able to fully map that market end to end and doing the research that is hours, hours, probably weeks and months worth of work um, in order to fully cover that. Fantastic. Right. So that's um, the end of another short and sweet episode um, covering new business sales trigger um, leads. Next episode, we'll be going into product begins manufacturing, which I guess sort of leads on nicely from talking about these new facilities or investment in new facilities, which ultimately may, may lead to um, new product manufacturing. So we will catch you in the next episode. We'll